Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the EKN Radio Network and another edition of the Operation Grassroots Podcast. In fact, episode number five. Uh, my name is Rob Howden, and uh, we're talking 206 racing with Briggs once again. And uh, lucky to have uh, Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America with us here today. Uh, of course, we're going to chat a bit about their program, the uh, the, the uh, North and Central Series of the Champions Cup for, for Cup Carts North America, and then we'll cap it off this podcast with what will probably be, I was going to say, probably the biggest 206 uh, and four-cycle racing event in the U.S. in 2018. Their Grand Nationals, a massive event last year, 150 drivers each day for 300 uh, total entries. Uh, we're going to talk about that event at Newcastle Motorsports Park on September 28, 29, 30. Uh, but let's first, let's kick things off. Um, Greg, I'll bring you in, just say hello, then I'm going to talk a little bit about your series, then we can we can chat about the, uh, the, the Central and the North programs. But first off, it is what, uh, the 12th of September. We're five days away from the pre-entry registration cutoff for uh, for the Grand Nationals. Hey, great to have you on the ECAN Radio Network again. Welcome. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's uh, always great to talk to you. So let's... Uh, kind of lay the groundwork for maybe some people that are listening to the podcast who don't know a lot about your program, mainly because I know you had some great numbers this year in the North and the Central programs, but we're trying to draw drivers who want to come to a really kick-ass big 206 race from Florida, Texas, wherever you are. We're going to give you a little scoop on kind of what they've been doing throughout the season. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the uh, Champions Cup is our divisional series that um, we run throughout the year. Um, and we had great numbers for that this year. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, the big, the big prize at the end of the year is the grand national that we're running in Newcastle. But, um, you know, for the champions cup series, we, like I said, we had great numbers and it was excellent racing this year. And we had a lot of new faces. Well, and, and I think what you guys have done over the last couple of years, this program was at one point called the 206 cup. It got uh, changed into cup carts, North America. The champions cup is the regional series of the program, North program racing four events, uh, in May, you guys were at Concept Haulers Motor Speedway in Norway. Uh, in June, you went to 61 Cartway. Around three was Road America, uh, the newly repaved track up in Elkhart Lake. That was in July, and you wrapped up the season in uh, mid to late August at Badger. The Central Series, we have two different series with four races. Um, it was actually uh, at Concept Haulers for the first one as well. It was that double kind of north-central battle. Uh, round two, you guys went to Mid-State Car Club in Springfield, Illinois. Round three, East Lansing Car Track in Michigan, and you wrapped it up in late uh, July at Camden, the Ohio Valley Karting Association. Greg, really, the, you know, there's a couple of good two-cycle series, obviously, around the area, Route 66 being one of them. But you guys have really kind of stepped up as the regional 206 Briggs series that can attract all the Briggs drives, all the clubs in the Midwest, you know, as you said, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, you give a chance for these guys to come out and go and race four times a year in addition to their club racing and really go head to head with some of the best guys. That's that's what I love about regional racing. It's all the top guys from the clubs coming together. This year, do you feel that there was maybe some more momentum based on the fact that uh, you guys got a couple of years under your belt? Everybody knows who you are. I know you, we talked uh, before the broadcast that you actually did see a pretty good increase in terms of participation this year. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the momentum coming off of the Grands last year, actually, I think was a big help. Um, having, agree, such a good, yeah. having such a good turnout for that event definitely got us some exposure. Um, a lot of people kind of found out that, you know, this is something that's going to be here to stay, that it's a uh, series that's growing. 
we had a lot of new racers this year, which is always great to see. I mean, we have our core group of guys that have been following us, some of them since we started. Um, but the the amount of new racers that are coming in and the feedback we get from them is always the best part. You know, when we get new racers in, you know, they, they don't always know what to expect. Some of them have never raced regionally before. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about this 206 package is it's gotten so many new people into kart racing. A lot of them have never done anything beyond their club. So uh, we've really tried to structure that divisional program to be um, something that those people are going to be comfortable with when they show up. Are you seeing, I know I went and looked at some of your points uh, just, just to kind of have a little look um, at the amount of numbers. And I looked at, I think it was the, the central series in the 206 CIK category that you run. Um, a total, I think up 35 or 37 drivers in total running at least one race. Of course, a good number of guys doing the full season. But are you, is, uh, the new entries are you seeing, is, is it when you go to a club track, is it that club guy that runs at his club? Or are you seeing a lot of guys from clubs that maybe trying to go into a different track or is it, is it more that, Hey, you know what? We're coming to your hometown. Let's see what you got against our best. You know, it's honestly a little bit of both. Um, this year we launched a new program uh, that we call the home track hero call out, uh, where basically we were calling out the guys from the home track. We hear it all the time where, you know, people don't want to race at their home track, um, for an extra weekend because, you know, it's no different than anything else. Um, and they're, don't think that there's going to be any competition for them because it's their home track and they know it so well. So we just flat out wanted to call those guys out. And we I love our, it. You know, we put our money where our mouth was on that and uh, we covered their entry free if they hit the podium and we paid for their tires if they won. Um, so that really did kind of put a little bit of a shot in the arm, especially with the locals. Um, the one thing we do see quite a bit too, is that um, like when we go to Camden, for instance, we get a lot of guys from um, further south than that, Tennessee, Atlanta, a lot of guys. It's the closest race that we run to okay. them. Okay. So um, they, they make the trip for that one. Um, some of those guys end up being full-time racers. Uh, some of them, it's just a one-time deal for them because the travel's too much. So uh, it, it is a little bit of both, but we're definitely starting to see more and more of a home track participation, which is always great because that's truly what one of our goals with this whole program. We want to go to tracks that... Um, really support the 206 program because uh, obviously when we go to the track and put on a race, that's more money in the track's pocket. I love the home track hero thing. I, I, first time I've, I've heard about that, I, I guess I just I missed it if it was on Facebook or whatever, but uh, I really like that. You know what it kind of reminds me of? And this is something I've always, I talk about this all the time. I've always said if a big series comes to your home track, get out there and race it. Because, you know, it is your home track. It's a chance for you to even improve what you can do on your track because you're racing against the best guys. And that home track hero thing really reminds me of kind of a World of Outlaws deal. You know, when the World of Outlaws sprint car guys roll, they always roll into town. You'll watch a race on TV or whatever it may be. And it's that local stud that, you know, tries to go head to head with the traveling circus guys, the, the big stars of World of Outlaws, and does extremely well, can, can win a race or, or runs top five against the guys with the big money budgets, but he knows the track. And, uh, I love that program. That's really cool. I didn't. I didn't know you did that. And I tell you, it, next year we'll help you out with some more exposure on that because I think that's that's really cool. No, and you know it was a pretty successful program. Uh, you know, we launched it. I think um, about the second or I would think sometime during around the second week of the season. Um, and I I think at every event we've paid at least one person. Um, hats off to the guys from the uh, Road America Karting Club. I think they took about sixteen hundred dollars off of that weekend. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that was that was a rough weekend for us. But yeah. um, you know that. But truly, that's what the program is all about. We want to reward these local guys 
that are, you know, they're defending their home turf, you know, just like you said, when, you know, when I was younger racing carts, you know, there was only once or twice that, you know, the big show came to town for me. And I mean, we did everything we could to make that race. If we had to skip a couple club races, if we did whatever it took to come up with the money to make sure that we had everything ready to go, because that was the race that we want. That was the one race we had on the calendar for the year. So we're we're trying to kind of get that attitude back into it. I love that. I really like that. I like that approach because I was the same way when I first started racing at my club. Um, you know, I, I ran the regional series. I ran the whole regional series. I think it came to my club uh, midway through the season. I was so jacked up my rookie year that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to see how good I could do at my own home track against those guys. And I, I love that. I love that uh, that mentality for sure. Um, you know what? Let's let's go to a quick break, Greg. We're going to come back, folks, uh, with Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America. Um, after this, I'm going to ask Greg a little bit about maybe some plans for the series for 2019. We'll take another quick break, and then we're going to jump back in and start talking about the Grand National. Stay with us, folks. More to come on episode number five of Operation Grassroots. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing. What powers you? With over 35 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, bearings, we're the source for axle components in the USA. We're not just axles either. At PKT, we can manufacture motor mounts, hubs, brake rotors, and even GoPro mounts. We're also the choice for axle and chassis straightening. We've designed a dedicated table for the sole purpose of straightening and laser aligning your chassis. If needed, we have the capability to cut, replace, and weld portions of your chassis as well. Big crash bet your frame? Send it to us. Broke a spindle yoke off in a wreck? We can replace it. You don't need to toss that expensive frame in the trash bin. We can fix it. We can repair and straighten chassis, and we CNC machine the finest carting products in the country. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. PKT, what's in your cart? Quality, innovation, and a commitment to success. That's TB Cart USA. Within a sea of mainstream chassis, TB Cart USA is taking the American karting market by storm, winning races all over the country. We have a full lineup of chassis for all categories, beginning with our kit and cadet carts. For Yamaha and Tag, we offer our S55 line of chassis. And for the shifter drivers, our TB Kart S197 is the perfect fit. If you're a Briggs 206 racer, you need our purpose-built four-cycle chassis that's based on our proven TB Kart S55 geometry. If you're looking for a team to race with, give us a call. We offer all levels of support, local and national events. We are here to help get you your personal racing program to the next level. Team TB Cart USA is here to work with you in achieving your goals. For more information, check us out online at www.tbcartusa.com. 
Hey everybody, this is Chris Wheeler, Director of Motorsports for Bell Racing USA. For the 2018 Scusa Pro Tour, be sure to check out our partners PSL Karting for all of your on-site needs from helmets, visors, accessories, and all hardware so you can stay safe on the racetrack. New for 2018, the CMR KC7 Carbon, the first of its kind, the only carbon helmet in the world approved by the CIK for youth use. Check it out at PSL Karting, and thanks for tuning in to EKM Live. Welcome back to Operation Grassroots, our podcast here on the EKN Radio Network. Again, my name's Rob Howden, joined today uh, by Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America, the Champions Cup North and South Division, or rather North and Central Divisions. Uh, the Big Grand Nationals coming up at Newcastle on September 28th, 29th, 30th. David Cole and I swearing at Greg under our breaths because we've got to go to the streets of Lancaster race. Now it's like, got to go. We love going to Lancaster. It's an awesome race, but David and I would love to be uh, putting the helmets on at Newcastle that weekend as well. Greg, let, let me give you an opportunity now to kind of talk about, I don't know how much planning you have. We're, you know, we're mid-September. You guys probably haven't done any work. You know, everything's d- dedicated to the Grand Nationals right now. But is there anything for 2019 that you can let the Carters know now or that maybe you guys are working on uh, to try to either expand or fine-tune the program you have? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, our, our 100% focus right now is on getting the grands ready. Um, yeah. That that doesn't mean that there isn't planning going on for 2019. Um, nothing is concrete yet. I can say that we've got a pretty good direction that we're going to move in next year um, that we really think is going to bolster the numbers. Um, w- one thing that we hear about day in and day out from so many competitors um, is that there's quite a bit of racing going on and um, it, it's, it's starting to stretch people a little thin and we want to be cognizant of that. Um, there's some really, really cool races that 206s are now welcome at, you know, you've got the triple crown with all the street races, uh, of course, the brickyard. Um, and those are races that are all in, you know, the meat of the country that we're in. So uh, we're really going to work with uh, the people putting on those events to make sure that we're not competing against them to make sure that, you know, Brickyard, for example, you know, had more 206s probably than any other race had all year so far. So sure. we want to make sure that all those racers, we'd like them to come race our series once or twice too. So we want to make sure they've got some time off in between, um, you know, to make sure that they've got the opportunity to recoup and get to one of our events. So that that's really our main focus right now. We're working with the tra- our uh, partner tracks that we're going to be racing with next year, uh, trying to put a schedule together that avoids as many of those events as possible. You know, one of my feelings on this, and let me let me let me put it out there because I I I, I believe so much in regional competition. I think it's so important. You know. At eCardy News, we, we cover a lot of national events. We do the, all the winter series. We cover a lot of national events. And they, they're they they're awesome for the top maybe two, three, four, five max of 10% of the of the carding population that, that can run that level of racing. Um, you know, the rest of us race club and regional competition. And, and one of the things that I think is a bit of an issue right now with the sport is I see a lot of the clubs – uh, I think not wanting to let their driver or not, not, yeah, I'll say not wanting to let their drivers go anywhere, not wanting to give them the opportunity. They're running so many races. There's 13, 15 races a, a year on the club level. I, I really hate, and I would love some of the clubs to understand that, that you need to let your drivers go run regional racing. It, it's, it's key for them to go to develop, to learn more tracks. If you have a club and you're trying to run, let's say 12 to 17 races a year, 
those drivers are going to start, they're going to start to stagnate. They're going to start getting bored and they may leave the sport. It's, it's, I think it's so crucial that some of the clubs may back down a little bit on the number of races they have so that they can support a program like what you guys have going. You have four races. So if a club has, let's say a club has 10 races or 12 races a year, that's 16 in total. But if you back it down to 10, only 10 club races and most of your guys can travel, man, at least have a couple of drops so that someone can run, uh, you know, the minimum number of races for your championship and then go run regionally. Is that something that you guys have talked to any of the clubs about? You know, we have, we've actually been, it's a long process because it's, it's difficult for the clubs to be willing to give up some of those schedules. Cause I, I can't tell you how many of these clubs are on shoestring budgets, just like we are trying to, trying to make ends meet to keep, uh, keep their programs going. Um, so one of the things we've been working on developing and we're not there yet, but is some type of program where we can work with the clubs, especially the ones that we race at, um, to help them where if they don't schedule on top of us, that we can somehow give back to them to help them offset some of that. So it's an ongoing project. We, we, we still haven't found the right way to do it yet. Um, but all the clubs are kind of on the same page. You know, they, they know that, you know, regional racing is important. Um, it, it grows the sport and sometimes you have to grow, you know, we always talk about that ladder system, you know, you get more people into the sport if they feel like there's somewhere to go with it. So all, all the levels kind of need to work together to, to really keep the sport and keep the momentum going. So I, I really do think it's something that every year we'll get a little bit closer to, um, you know, and t- time will tell. I like that approach, and, I, and I'm happy to hear you say that, and I'm hoping that the, the clubs will work with you, and that you guys are trying to maybe come up with a way to to kind of pay a club back uh, if they elect to drop at least one race or whatever it may be, because, again, that's – and I think it's a big issue. I see it a lot, a lot of places in the sport right now. They just – they run so many races. The drivers just aren't able to go anywhere else, and I think you're right. Well, it, when, it, when, so, it, when it, someone comes in, you want to give them an opportunity to grow, right? To, to not to not stagnate at the club, but to grow to the regional level. I like that. Well, you know, one of the most interesting facts I heard was at a track that we went to this year, and I was talking to the uh, gentleman that runs the place, and he said that their membership numbers were up higher than they had been since 2008, but their average driver count was down. And I think that is just a, a perfect sign of what's going on there is that, you know, it, it's spreading people out. And people aren't able to make all the races. So in my opinion, if the clubs could adjust a little bit to that, they'll have better turnouts because there will be less people, you know, less um, events for people to skip. Uh, that's uh, that's really great insight. And again, that's that's what, what every club should be doing. There should be that survey that goes out, right? You only, you know, or even just if you have 80 or 90 members, get on the phone. If you're a club member or a club president and a, and our track owner and make the call, Hey, you only, we had 14 races this year. You only ran eight. Why is that? Well, I, I, I want to run 10 races a year. I want to run yeah, 10 plus some regionals. Awesome. Get the feedback from your, uh, from your, your, your drivers, your members and make those adjustments. I, that's, that's great insight for sure. So good things happening for 2019 but you're really not going to share too much <laughs> you know i understand well that. and i i'd love i'd love to give you a a, a you know a, a big news story on that but quite frankly there's just nothing that's uh, in stone yet so um I, I i can say that i don't the few people that we have ran our plans by all think that it's going to be great that it's going to help us um have larger turnouts which is ultimately what we want to do we want to our numbers were up about 20% across the board this year um, from event to event, which is great. And we want to continue that growth. 
and we want to try to attract as many racers as possible. So that's really our main focus next year is to adjust our schedule in a way that more people will be able to make the races. You know, Greg, a number that I uh, I talk to a lot of promoters about is 10% growth, right? I, I always want to see if you're growing at 10%, you know, 60 becomes 66, which becomes 70. You know, it's that 10% growth obviously builds on itself and it's also sustainable growth. So 20% is fantastic. Now, I'll put you on the hot seat because I'll ask this one question and answer it as honestly as you want or, or, or whatever you want to do. I know last year you guys were potentially looking at trying to get a region down in Florida. Um, is is that still a discussion right now in terms of potentially opening other Champions Cup series around the country, or at least uh, around the East Coast? Or is the focus now still on trying to get that 10 to 20% growth back in the Central and North again to keep growing your program? Um, it, it's both. You know, we get a ton of phone calls and emails, people wanting us to bring bring the circus to their town. Yeah. Um, and it, as we, we, we want to expand this thing as much as we can but have it be sustainable and have it be good for the sport. So um, it, it's something that we tread very lightly with. Um, we are looking at two other potential areas for next year. Um, what Whether that will work out or not, I don't know. Um, our The biggest thing that we're going to make sure of is that we've got a really good core group of people that have been following us and helping us grow uh, in the Midwest. And whatever we do, we're going to make sure that if we do branch out, we do add something else that it doesn't take anything away from them. There you go, folks. Uh, good insight from Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America. Stick with us. After this break, we're going to come back. We're going to start talking Grand Nationals because there is a major event coming at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, if you are a 206 driver and you want to come and have some fun, this is another race to do. So stick with us. We'll be back uh, with episode number five of Operation Grassroots. Are you ready to get the 2018 season started? If you're like us, we're ready to get out of the snow and back to the track. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry. With over 50 years of combined karting experience, we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship winning Merlin chassis. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start to finish support at race events for many years. From providing a helping hand at a weekday test outing or a club event, to full arrive and drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2018, we'll be attending the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Karting Series. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Are you looking for a new kart shop, one that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Kart Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time karting business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Kart Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, 
engines, and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, IAMI, MG Tires, Avinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tiller, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shopakr.com. Again, shopakr.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shopakr.com. History. Success. Family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Cart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one -on -one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, another podcast here. Uh, Operation Grassroots, episode number five. Greg Jasperson joining us from Cup Carts North America and the Champions Cup uh, Regional 206 Series, the North and Central programs that uh, run in Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, uh, Iowa, Wisconsin. Great program, continues to grow. But now let's talk about your Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals, Greg. Last year, a big one. Uh, 150 drivers per day, entries per day for, for a 300-entry max. Um, you, the race this year, September 28th, 29th, 30th. A little different format. Let's let's first start with give, give the people the classes that you guys are going to run. And then come back after that. We'll talk about the format of how you're going to approach the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So for classes, we've got a seven-class structure, uh, all running 206s. Um, kid carts, of course. Um, we have our sportsman class, which is eight to 12 years old, our junior class, which is 12 to 15. Uh, then we've got a pretty decent spread of senior classes. Uh, we have our senior medium class, which is open bodywork. You can either run the, uh, old style fiberglass speedway bodywork or CIK. We have a senior medium CIK class, which is obviously CIK only and has some, uh, wheel specifications as well as seat specifications. Uh, we have our senior heavy class which is open bodywork, 
And then we have our 206 Masters class, which is for the old guys uh, like ourselves. <laughs> now, the Masters category, is it uh, CIK or is it open body? That is open as well. The only class right now that we have that is um, specific to CIK is that medium class. Nice. Okay. Now let's talk about format. I know last year you guys uh, kind of ran separate days, full, like completely separate days, combined the points to find out who was going to be uh, the Grand Nationals champion. Uh, what's happening this year? I know that we talked before, you, you're taking a little different approach. Yeah. You know, last year we, we've always done for all of our divisional races, a Saturday, Sunday format where Saturdays is separate than Sunday. Um, and we carried that over to the Grands last year because quite frankly, it's what we were comfortable with and it's what the racers were used to. Um, after going through that with the larger amount of drivers and a lot of new faces that hadn't raced with us before, uh, we thought the best bet this year was to do just a, a one event over the whole weekend. Um, cause then the big deal is whoever takes the checkered flag on Sunday for the final, they are going to be the grand national champion. I like that. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the winner at the end of the day is the one overall winner as a, as a media guy, it allows us to put a lot of, a lot of, uh, exposure, a lot of, you know, a lot of spotlight on the, on the, on the driver who's able to run away with the victory, which, so, uh, so that's good. I like that a lot. Now, you know what, we're going to talk a little bit in a couple seconds about some of the teams that have already confirmed. Uh, I'm going to flip flop what I told you. Let's, let's talk about some staff additions. I know you, you guys already have a great staff that runs the program throughout the year. But for this big race, you guys have elected to add a couple of, of names that 206 guys know because they've been kind of front and center at the Battle of the Brickyard, at, uh, at Quincy, at Elkhart, uh, Rock Island. You've got Rick Folks coming in, Jim Fry coming in on the race direction side, and you're going to have, I believe, Jason Burgess waving the flags as well as he does. That's a that's a pretty good trio in terms of adding staff to the program. Yeah, you know, I mean, for last year, um, you know, we've been we've always been blessed with good race directors in our series. Um, you know, and last year, uh, between, uh, Marshall Martin and, uh, Glenn firing, um, they took the reins and, uh, did a very good job with the event. Uh, Glenn had to retire. Uh, I shouldn't say had to, he wanted to retire, um, <laughs> and, and he definitely deserved it. So, um, Marshall's been kind of carrying the torch for us through all the divisionals. Um, but for this event with so many drivers, we always want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward. Uh, so Rick agreed to come in and help us uh, run the event. And then um, thanks to Rick, we were able to get uh, Jason and Jim as well. And I, I think everyone's going to have fun with Jason on flags. He does uh, yep. such a good job with it. And he's he makes it a lot, very entertaining. So uh, we're, we're very pleased to have those guys. I like the additions to the staff for sure. And I think, uh, again, you guys are just... You know, add, adding some polish to what uh, is, is going to, I think, become one of these cornerstone events. You, you look at some of these races that are developing, and you'll wonder why uh, we're having some p- potentially some trouble for, with with getting all the racers out to some of the club races and, and other programs because there are so many great races being added to the sport. It's it's a great thing, but it also makes things a bit tough. Um, let's talk teams because you know, obviously, some news you guys have been putting out recently. First and foremost, the guys at Coyote Motorsports up in New York uh, confirming that they were coming to the race, which I think is big. Obviously, Coyote's such a, you know, they're an iconic brand uh, when it comes to four-cycle karting um, in, in North America. Then you've got the guys from VLR, a much younger program. The RLV guys coming out with the VLR chassis. Man, they've had some super success here last year and this year. Colin Warren's coming. Won the Scusa Winter Series in the 206 category down in Florida. David Vasquez making the trip uh, over from uh, from California. The newly crowned senior 206 champ from the KPX Championship Series. Uh, talk about uh, 
amping up the excitement a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, Coyote's been a supporter of ours for quite a while now, um, and Coyote has more wins than for sure any other chassis manufacturer in our series, possibly even combined. I mean, Coyote has been a dominant force in our series, and Jim and his family over there um, have been nothing but supportive in what we're doing. Um, and this year they're rolling out both team trailers. They're bringing a ton of drivers over, um, and they're going to be supporting all the, obviously the drivers that, uh, come in as well. So, um, Coyote's a great, you know, great family and a great group of people to have there. Um, VLR coming's awesome because we do have quite a few VLR chassis that run in our series. Um, but the team themselves have never shown up to one of our races before. Colin came out last year um, by by himself with the TS Racing guys and did extremely well at the Grands last year. Um, I believe, uh, if memory serves, he did win one of the classes. So um, he's he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially now that he's going to have a couple teammates to help them get some more information and get more dialed <laughs> in. Yes, um, no doubt. And we actually, uh, just last night, I was had a long talk with uh, Paul Rice from uh, MGM Chassis down in uh, North Carolina, and uh, he confirmed to me that they are coming, and between the drivers he's bringing and the ones that he's confirmed that are going to be meeting him there, there's going to be at least 18 MGM Chassis racing out of their Whoa. corner. Wow, that's pretty solid. I know they've got some good drivers uh, running their machinery, too. That should be interesting to see. Anybody? What about your core guys? Are there any other core guys you want to mention that, that you know you run your program regularly that you expect to see out? Well, I mean, I think all the big all the big names are going to be there. I mean, you know, the CIK class has been dominated by a couple guys. You know, Stephen Killsdonk on his MGM, Alex Vrabel. Yeah. Uh, he runs an Ionic. So um, I, I know those guys are coming. Uh, the senior medium class has always kind of been the uh, – the class to win per se. Um, that's always been the class that everybody's really looked to. And we're going to have all the big names are going to be out there. Cassie, Clayman, um, Wisher will be there. Uh, I, I believe both um, Scots, both father and son are going to be running both classes. Um, they're coming off of a huge win at Rock Island. So they're going to be, no doubt. Yeah. The, I, I, the momentum is definitely on their side. Um, but, you know, we've got a lot of our regulars, you know, we've got Ethan Dietrich, who I know is going to be there. Um, Kyla Anderson is going to be coming. So, I mean, all, all the big heavy hitters that um, have been at all the races, um, I, I can't think of a single one of our regulars that will miss this race. And as you know, we've got a really high caliber of driver. Agreed. Now, okay, let's – so we're what? It's the 12th here right now as we record. We're just over two weeks away from this deal. Um, I think – is it the 17th? So this coming Monday is the cutoff uh, for pre-registration <laughs> – and before we came on here, you and I had a, a talk about the fact that it's like the scourge of the sport right now is the fact that nobody ever wants to pre-enter. Now, you've got a good pre-entry number already, but you want to break, you know, you break your record from last year in terms of numbers. What do we got to do to get people to, to get pre-entered, right? Well, exactly, you know, and, and <laughs> I've talked to guys that run all sorts of different karting series and everybody apparently has this problem, but people just don't want to pre-register. I don't know why. Um, I talked to, uh, one of our sponsors the other day and he told me that he had a minimum of 20 customers coming and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, when are they going to register? And he said, well, they're not going to, they're just going to register at the door. <laughs> you know? and it's, it, it, it's it, from a planning standpoint, obviously it makes it a little bit difficult. Um, it makes it crazy difficult, you know, no doubt. So, and you know, especially with an event like this, because one of the things that we do for grands is that everyone who registers is going to buy a set of tires when they register and that's their race tires for the weekend. So Vega is shipping up all the tires for this event. 
And right now it's uh do we bring 200 sets? Do we bring 300 sets? You know, exactly. Cause you got to obviously air for caution. We want to embrace everybody that comes to the door. So I, I guess a, a, a plea from the promoter of if you are going to come out and race, please just jump online, register, take advantage of the $25 savings that we're giving everybody if they register by the 17th, because uh, it, it will ease, it'll give me a couple more nights of sleep leading up to the race. And uh, just to make sure that we've got everything accounted for, all the paperwork done. It'll make it everything a lot easier at registration. And so that's it, folks. If you, if you want to support Greg and his staff, they're putting this awesome race on. If you want to support them, pre-enter. He, he, give him some nice, like, really relaxed night's sleep before he goes. You know he's not going to sleep at all when the race comes. Do it. Help this guy out, for God's sakes. If you're coming to race, pre-enter. 25 bucks isn't enough. You should, like, it should be... It should be way more if you have to enter the track. I know that would potentially guys wouldn't race because of that, but man, twenty five bucks isn't enough. Make it like a hundred bucks or something. Like well, that. you know, and I it, that might be what we have to do next year. I don't know. I, I feel bad charging that much extra. I understand, of course. That's not what this is supposed to be about. We've always kind of we we've really done everything we can to try to keep the cost down in this thing. But um, absolutely, we we need everybody's help on that. To to if you're coming, go ahead and get pre registered. You know, it doesn't matter what the weatherman says. It'll be fine. We'll be racing. Okay, Greg, let's uh, do, do we have the website? If, if they, people do want to pre-register, where do they go? Yeah, just jump over to our website. It's pretty simple. Cupcarts.com. Uh, right at the top of the page, the first link that you see is going to be for Grand Nationals 2. All the information for this race is there. We built a special landing page just for this race. Any news articles that go out, any rules updates that go out, everything will go right to that page. Uh, and in fact, last night we actually put on a FAQ page because coming up to the, this time of year, we start getting phone call after phone call asking questions that, <laughs> I bet. you know, for us, we think are we've been doing it all year. So for us, it's, you know, common knowledge, but we've got a lot of people who haven't raced with us before. So um, a lot of those commonly answered questions we've put on there and we're going to keep adding to that as we get more phone calls just to try to alleviate everything, make everything easier for people. Um, and then in about a week to a week and a half, you'll see the actual supplemental rules go up, which will have the full detailed schedule for the weekend. Um, and it'll have, you know, the information for spec fuel, the whole nine yards. Greg, uh, when, when you look back, we'll cap things off here right now. I appreciate that. Giving everybody the way to get, get entered. Do you look back at this and say, wow, how far you guys have come in the last couple of years? Obviously, you're growing the regional program, but a, a major launch last year with the Grand National, you know, getting some drivers down from Canada as well. Do you sometimes just kind of take a step back and take a deep breath and say, man, we're, we're really working on something special here? You know, it, it it's hard to sometimes because you're always so deep into it. Um, it. That always seems to come after Nationals is when we can take a breath, take a step back and go, you know, look at where we came from. I mean, you know, this started out as a, a three race series where we managed to talk a couple clubs into, you know, charging an extra 10 bucks and letting us hand out some bigger trophies. Um, <laughs> and yep. it, it's now grown into this and we're getting such good support. I mean, you know, our sponsors have done such a great job at making this all happen. You know, every, you know, Vega tires, obviously Briggs and Strat. Yeah, get, hey, but, Take take the opportunity <laughs> to talk about who they are for sure. I'll I'll, I'll serve it up. For well, you. yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, the the sponsors, like I said, they are what has made this happen. We've been doing this for what five six years now. Um, Briggs has been supported us the whole way. Vega Tires came on, I believe, if I remember right, the second year. You know, but we've got new sponsors. You know, CKT Racing Engines, Team CRP, they came on this year to support us. Coyote's been there the whole time. Uh, Noram came on year two. 
Uh, Faster Motors has been with us since day one. They were the first class sponsor we ever had. Uh, Viking Cart Products has been with us for a long time. Zamp Helmets, um, RLV, obviously they're coming this year. Uh, it'll be the first time they actually get to come to one of the events, but they've been sponsoring us now for four years. Um, yes. And then, you know, of course, you know, Cart City Performance. You know, Rob down there has been an absolute gem to work with. He helps us out. He's a great sounding board, um, and he spreads the word. He gets a lot of racers in. Uh, Boone and Sons out of New York. They race with the Coyote guys. Um, they were a sponsor for our Gold Cup for years and years. And uh, once they uh, heard about what we were doing, they were uh, ringing my phone off the wall, trying to find a way that they could come and support us. So, um, you know, the, the sponsors have been great. And, you know, we, we pick up new sponsors for this race all the time, too, which is awesome. Uh, Trudell Performance um, did an awesome promotion. It's one thing that I really think we need to make sure people get out there. Uh, the guys at Trudell have offered to pay for everyone's tires in the kid cart class for this event. Wow. So anyone who signs up, to race kid carts, if they enter the coupon code TRUDEL, T-R-U-D-E-L-L, when they register, it makes your tires free. Um, Man, that's that's tremendous. And beyond that, uh, one of the things that they sell out of their shop is some of those, uh, I, I can't think of the brand name off the top of my head, but kind of the, the mini four-cycle uh, four-wheelers that a lot of the kids are riding around these days, uh, they're bringing one to give away at the race. Wow, that's great. So um, you know, we've got a lot of sponsors that step up and are really trying to give back to the racing community. And quite frankly, without them, I mean, you know, we gave away almost $20,000 in prizes last year. Uh, we're going to be at least 15,000 this year. We're working on more right now. So I, obviously, you know, we can't afford to do that on our own. So the sponsors, the sponsors are yeah. such a big part of that. And Trudell performance, uh, they're an ionic edge dealer, I believe. Correct. Right? Yep. They became an ionic edge dealer last year. Um, and they've done very well with the chassis that they run and the chassis that they sell. Uh, Ionic's been a nice. great, a great chassis in our series. They've done very well. Um, and obviously everyone saw what they did at Rock Island last weekend. So they've, they've got something figured out and they're, they're going to be up front this weekend for sure. Or that, I look for, I look forward to seeing this. It's, you know, it's not just a racing battle, right? It's that chassis manufacturer battle as well to see who uh, is able to grab big honors at the Grand Nationals this year. Well, and that's one of the cool things that we're now starting to see now that we're getting a lot more um, interest from racers, interest from the chassis manufacturers, is it's a big deal for them to win. You know, I was when I was talking to Paul Rice last night, you know, he he was telling me that, you know, they're going to make sure that they've got their best drivers there. Uh, They're bringing in some guys to make sure that, you know, they've got got what it takes. They want to sweep the podium. Zach Linsell, Alexander Searle, they got some good drivers over Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Uh, and Jordan Bernlauer is going to be jo- joining their team for this event. So He's a hack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, yeah, Jordan's a, that guy knows how to drive. No doubt about that. So it, it's going to be interesting. We're, we got a lot of guys that uh, have a lot invested into this, and uh, it, it's a big deal to win this race. That's awesome. And I, like to, and I love seeing that, man. We need those big races. And again, you guys are going to have a lot of fun at the Grand Nationals. Greg, thank you so much for joining us here on Operation Grassroots on the EKN Radio Network. I appreciate it, my thank friend. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to have Greg, folks, so well-spoken, passionate about the sport. And I can say with experience, you can race side-by-side with him. He's not going to put you in the wall. Folks, we're wrapping it up. Episode number five of the Operation Grassroots podcast, talking to Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America. Had a fantastic season this year with their Champions Cup program in the North and Central. But right now, again, as you heard, we were talking for half that podcast about the Grand Nationals, September 28th, 29th, 30th, Newcastle Motorsports Park. Had 150 drivers last year. You got to expect more for the second running of this amazing race. Big teams coming in, a lot of manufacturers. 
put the cart in the back of the pickup truck, put it in the trailer, get pre-entered for this event. You, this is a, this is an event that you're going to want to run if you're a 206 driver. Again, folks, thanks for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.